or he wasn't coming at all. Although the street was empty, she still felt self-conscious, as if the very bricks in the wall, the pavement slabs, and even the air that she breathed bore witness to her humiliation. She hung her head in shame. It was obvious what had happened. He had changed his mind. He had weighed up the pros and cons and decided she wasn't worth it. In the final reckoning, for she would not be the only one who was leaving everything behind, The price had proved too high. As soon as the thought entered her head, she tried to push it away. It couldn't be so. All the things he had said, the promises he had made, surely they must have meant something. He was the one who had suggested they run off, who had made all the plans, who had convinced her that this was the only way they could be together. We can do this, Lucy. But men lied, and that was the God-honest truth. They gazed into your eyes and swore that black was white. She only had to look at her dad to know this for a fact. He lied about money, about where he'd been and what he'd done, about all the cheap little tarts he slept with. She would smell the perfume on his clothes when he came home, the overly sweet scent mixing with the ugly stink of fags and booze. She paced ten feet to the left, turned and went back to where she'd started. She shifted unhappily from one foot to the other. Where are you? she muttered under her breath. Why? Why are you doing this to me? She lifted her eyes to the darkening sky and knew that she couldn't wait any longer. It was almost an hour now. People didn't turn up an hour after they were supposed to. If she didn't go home soon, she'd have trouble explaining where she'd been. There would be questions and interrogation. She would get a grilling from her stepmother, Jean. She had promised to be back from work by six and already it was past the hour. Her emotions welled up inside her, a swirling pool of grief and pain, of shame and shock and anger. How could he have betrayed her like this? He had taken her love and trust and thrown them both away. With a heavy heart, she picked up the suitcase and began to walk. As she trudged along the street, her legs felt leaden. She glanced back over her shoulder, still hoping even though she knew it was hopeless. She couldn't help herself. In her mind, she had an image of him hurrying towards her, his mouth full of apologies, his arms reaching out. But no, that wouldn't happen now. She realised that. The dream was shattered. She had envisaged the two of them together for always, but it wasn't going to be. It was over. Finished. She'd been cut adrift. The breath caught in her throat and the tears began to flow. As she passed the station, she stopped and looked in through the entrance. There was nothing to prevent her from leaving on her own. She was eighteen, old enough to take care of herself. She could buy a ticket, get on a train and go anywhere that her money would take her. Except that wasn't very far. And what then? To be alone in a strange place would take more courage than she currently possessed. An hour ago, she had thought herself brave, fearless, a woman rather than a girl. Now she felt like a child again, small and defenceless and scared of her own shadow. A lad walked past and grinned at her. Cheer up, love. It may never happen. Lucy jolted from her introspection, gazed blankly back. Yesterday she would have been ready with a smart retort, but at this moment she had nothing. Fool, she murmured although she wasn't entirely sure if the comment was directed at the boy or herself.
Her gaze shifted towards the row of three phone boxes, one of them empty, and she wondered again about calling him. She was clutching at straws, but that was all she had. What if something had happened, and he was waiting for her to make contact? It was possible, anything was possible. Before she could change her mind, she rushed over, pulled open the door and stepped inside. Dropping the case down by her feet, she grabbed a couple of coins from her pocket. She picked up the receiver and dialed the number with a shake in hand. It began to ring at the other end. Come on, she urged, as she pressed the phone to her ear. It rang and rang and rang. Long after she knew that it would not be answered, she continued to stand there with the sound echoing in her head. Eventually she put the receiver down, gave a sigh, wiped the snot from her nose with the back of her hand and wearily set off for home. Crossing the road she was careless of the traffic.